0: You are listening to the Universal Family, a podcast about our love for Universal Orlando.
1: This is episode three, where we discuss our favorite City Walk Eats and other Universal news. Time for this
0: adventure and this podcast to begin. That's how we should have started the episode. Probably recording already.
2: Mm.
0: That would have been awesome. Well, welcome to the Universal. Crack a drink. Podcast starts.
1: Okay, let's do it. Ready?
0: Now you're stealing my thunder. <laughs> that, that's how it starts. Yeah. Welcome back everyone to the Universal Family Podcast Episode 3. I am Brian. Just as a quick recap, the father of the family. I'm Tayan. I'm Zine.
1: And I'm Laura, the mother of the family.
0: Perfect. So, I uh, hope you guys have been enjoying our podcast. Uh, we've had two episodes. Please, if you haven't heard those, go back and check those out. Follow us wherever you listen to podcasts, all that good stuff. Uh, we have a couple of interesting things to talk about in episode three. The uh, first of which is we are going to talk about our favorite CityWalk restaurants. Um, CityWalk is the hub of Universal, kind of. I mean, what would you guys call it? Um, it's like
3: the normal area. Like, it's like kind of, it's just like restaurants and stuff and it's free to the public. It's not like you need a ticket to go there.
0: Yeah. A lot of shops, restaurants, uh, we've eaten, um, at almost all the restaurants there. So before we start talking about our favorite ones, I want to say the ones we have not eaten at. And I just mean of sit-down restaurants. Uh, I'm sure there's some fast casuals that we have not eaten oh, at. Oh, yeah, like Burger King and stuff. Well, we have eaten at that one, actually. Oh, I've never we eaten at, um,
2: the, what's the Panda Place called? Panda Express. You've eaten yeah. there, too, actually. No, I
0: haven't. Yeah, we got you that one night. It was really late. You were cranky, and we got you some okay, well, orange chicken or something. Um, but we have never eaten at Bubba Gump Shrimp. Uh, and I never planned <laughs> to eat a bubble crumb shrimp. Uh, he just
1: don't like shrimp.
0: We haven't eaten at Vivo, Italian restaurant. Oh, I want to eat there. I, I, eat, I feel I like too. we will do that. There's a couple of restaurants we haven't eaten at, um, but Overall, we've eaten at everywhere in City. What Walk. about the
2: Mexican restaurant?
0: Uh, uh, yeah, we've not eaten there. The Hennings ate there with their family one time when we were there. They're fans of that, but I don't think... I don't recall us eating at the Mexican restaurant.
1: It no, we never ago. have. All right,
0: so that's add that one to it. So uh, Antojito's. Entojitos, authentic Mexican, yep. So we've never eaten there, we've never eaten at Bubba Gump, and we've never eaten at Vivo Italian. But other than that, uh, we've eaten at a lot of places in CityWalk. Yeah. So, we've
1: also never eaten at Pat O'Brien's, but we did have some hurricanes there.
0: Right. I, I count that. Yeah. We've dined there in some format. So as we talk about our top three favorite CityWalk eats, are we counting fast service in this list? Or yeah. is this strictly... Okay. So Whatever you, you want. So you Wait, can, what? I'm confused.
3: Anything with food. If,
1: if City Walk Except Burger like, King is your favorite, oh, you, okay, you can yeah. it. doesn't have it.
3: to Except be Voodoo sure. Donuts and stuff. I think that's no, silly. No, Voodoo Donuts is quick That's too. not a restaurant. I mean,
0: that's up to whoever, I guess. It's going to be just, who's ever listed is, whatever you like eating in CityWalk, your top three places. Cool. So let's kick it off. We'll just start with somebody. What is your number three? Go ahead, Dan.
2: My number three is Voodoo Donuts. <laughs> <laughs> good thing it counts.
0: Does anybody else have Voodoo I definitely do knows? think it counts. No? Well, tell us about Voodoo Donuts. I didn't
2: really well, think of it as an option before, but... I definitely think it's an option. I mean, it's good. I don't know. I like uh, the other two better, obviously, but I've only eaten there like twice, but it's legendary.
1: Which donut is your favorite?
2: Probably the cookies and cream one. I know I had a peanut butter bacon one, and that one was... Mm -hmm. I don't like peanut butter and bacon stuff, but the Oreo one was good. I'm
1: not a fan of peanut butter on anything, but I know it's very popular.
0: I do like voodoo donuts, um... It's in no one's top three, though. And no, it didn't make my top three. I mean, I, I really do like it. And Come on, almost everything I've had there is good. The, their featured donuts have been always pretty consistently good when we've had those. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you know, I love donuts. Don't get me wrong. But personally, a, a Krispy Kreme is about all this one <laughs> needs to be happy <laughs> that's in the That's true. Donut world. All right, so uh, so that's number three on Tan's list. Zine, what's number three on your list?
3: My number three is Hard Rock Cafe. Interesting. You know, it's not just for the food. And the food is mid, but the whole like area I love, like the memorabilia and stuff, it's always fun to look at stuff like that.
0: Yeah. What is your favorite memorabilia that you've seen in Harder? I Recover? remember
3: I saw, it was right after the movie Bohemian Rhapsody came out, and there was this one outfit that Freddie Mercury wore that I was like, wow, that's really cool, and they <laughs> happened to have it
0: right that's after. Cool. I saw it. Do you remember what's in the basement uh, near the bathroom? Yeah, there was
3: a Rocky Horror. Yeah, that's that's not really memorabilia.
0: It's pretty awesome. It's a huge frame, like, collage of behind-the-scene photos from filming of Rocky Horror. That's awesome. I would love to go
1: in there when the restaurant isn't open and just look at everything. Because it's very difficult when it's full of people. I mean, you can't just be like, excuse me. Do whatever your heart is. Move your hamburger out of the way. I need to see (laughs) this thing on the wall. But that's also my number 3, really? hard Rock Cafe. Interesting. Yes, I love it. It is probably the biggest restaurant I've ever seen. Like I, it fascinates me how huge it is. I wonder how many kitchens there are and how many different like sections of wait staff. It's the biggest
0: one in the world, they said. The biggest hard rock restaurant Cafe, in the world. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, I remember waiting quite a while to get in there a long time ago when there weren't as many restaurants. Um, eating in the Elvis room is pretty epic. And then the last time we were there, which was a few years ago now, there was this big wall that was all this interactive uh, screen, like an enormous, well, kind of like what we have in the library now, where you can just kind of like move things around and search, like just all of the memorabilia of the world just on this screen. Yeah, it was
0: like a interactive memorabilia of search. It was really cool. What's your guys' favorite, is it not on your list, so it's just the two of you, what yeah. is your favorite dining spot in... The Hard Rock.
3: A spot? I don't, I've eaten there
0: once. You only, I've eaten there more than that. I mean, just, maybe when
3: I was like a little. She
2: said baby. Elvis, right?
1: Yeah, Do I really liked the Elvis like the room. Elvis room. And I mean, he's not like my favorite artist, but it just seems pretty epic to be in there. I personally really
0: love the CBGB's room, with all the old New York Talking Head stuff. Oh yeah, Blondie's stuff in there. I mean, it's it's great. CBGB's eating area. And the big I've floating
3: heard. car is really cool. Yeah, the pink car. Cool. All right, Laura, what's and your And what number?
1: about the food? The oh, food's sorry. really good, too. I usually just get a hamburger when I'm at Hard Rock Cafe. Yeah, there's
3: nothing, like, um, legendary there. It's all just, like, the basics.
1: Yeah,
0: I enjoy the food. I mean, I would consider it slightly better than your typical chain restaurant experience, mm. but the environment's nice. The food's pretty good. I enjoy it. I love, I'm not saying I don't like going there, but there's definitely other places I would rather go. Well, it's number three. That was number three on your list? All right, so that means my number three. Uh, My number three actually is a place we just went recently. It is also quick service, and uh, that is the Bend the Bow, which I found quite delicious. Did you guys have – Zine, you had some of that with me.
3: Yeah, I was going to put it in my top three, but, I mean, it is really, really good. I did love it, but I don't know. It just didn't make the board.
0: I like having one option on my list of just, like, if I'm in a pinch and want to get something quick to eat – I think that is a, that's definitely a good option. I think so too. Is.
1: Yeah, but with all the places that you have to go sit down and have a meal, I mean, how could your top three be something that you walk up when you're tired and just get out of a window? So I
0: guess what I was thinking was if I had to like get rid of all restaurants in City Walk except for three, here's the three that I would leave myself with, and in that scenario, I'd want a quick option to be in there.
1: Tan and I didn't eat bao Bun last time we were there. I you ate guys one. went there. I, I think I ate a bite, but we went to the hot dog place instead. Oh yeah. And that's not on anybody's list, maybe. I but. thought about putting
2: that on my list, but the thing about it is that, like, the hot dogs, they were good, but it, like, they only hit the spot because I was just, like, really hungry. You're talking about the Hot Dog Hall of Fame?
0: Yeah. Which is I, a really cute spot if you guys haven't seen it. It's, yeah. It has, like, stadium seats. It's all outside. They have hot dogs represented from different areas, Chicago, Midwest. Yeah,
1: so like I wanted to note here that we talked about in episode one how much we enjoyed being in the parks at night and how that was unusual for us. And one thing that that led to was late nights where we hadn't eaten yet, and we're, like, starving. The park is closing, and we don't have reservations because we didn't really plan it out. And so one of them, one of those nights we ended up eating these hot dogs and, and bao buns for dinner. So we were a little bit past our normal hunger by then. Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right, Dan, you kicked us off, so we're round to number two. What's on your number two?
2: My number two is the Toothsome Chocolate Emporium. Nice. That makes my
0: list actually. That is my, gosh, where did I put that? Oh, I put that as my number one.
1: That is my number two. That is my number two. Uh, interesting. There we so go. it's on
0: everyone's number two except for mine is number one. So that's interesting. We all love this place apparently.
1: Now, what I really think is interesting is that it isn't number one for all of us. Like you would it's think that it one would for be. Yeah, you know, I mean, but one. for everybody, it's just you would think oh, that right. would be number one.
3: This is what Toothsome broke my. Um, was the deal breaker for Ben the Bow or this? Because I was like, I want both to be on there, but like pick one. So I obviously picked Toothsome. Because
0: I got you. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. I mean, if if I was choosing between those two, I'm definitely taking Toothsome. Uh, amazing restaurant inside. I mean, I think environment has a lot to do with this one. Yeah, Don't, that's yeah. what made me put it all, on my list. The food is definitely better than normal. I mean, I, that's a, it's good food. It definitely better than Hard Rock. Do you remember life. before
1: yeah. it was there?
0: The NBA Cafe. Yeah,
1: so the NBA Cafe was there. Which also had really
0: good food, honestly. It was
1: pretty good, and there was a lot of basketball next to it that you could play, which I think is still there. No. Is there basketball there still?
0: No, no. No, definitely not.
1: Um, But when they started building it, we were like, what the heck are they doing? This thing is huge and really weird.
0: Yeah, I mean, you're at a theme park, you want a big design, they have Mm -hmm. definitely accomplished that with just from the outside, even, it makes you want to come in. It looks like willy Wonka from the outside once you get inside there's costuming and big digital walls and it's it's great so so last time
1: we we were talking we used those letters ip i'm assuming that means intellectual property and this is an example of one that does not have one right right like so they just somebody just invented this out Mm -hmm. of thin air right like it it doesn't come from anywhere that i know of
0: and i'm glad they did it that way i mean that, that it, it reminds sense.
1: you of Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. It's got
0: a super steampunk theme inside that is, goes all the way through. So yes. what, what, why is it your number two for both of you?
2: Well, um, my it's my number two strictly, honestly, because of desserts. Because I don't think the food is amazing. I would say probably NBC cafe or whatever it's called is better food than that but that just goes to show how good the all the desserts are because they really are that good like that bumps it up on my list like two tiers i do love their bread pudding it's pretty
0: delicious zane why is it your number two i don't really know (laughs) i
3: just i do like it i love the looks of it too that's like my main thing and like the idea of like the steampunk vibe is cool and the food is good
1: for for me it's all about the atmosphere. Like there's good food in every restaurant and I do kind of like it's kind of cool how they work chocolate into so many of the entrees. Yeah. Um and the desserts are incredibly beautiful and you know fun to eat. But I mean I just love being in there. Like the walls are all like there are screens in there too that just look like they're making chocolate. There's like big towers of chocolate on the outside and then there are people that walk around that are Like, there's a total steampunk robot accompanied by a lady that's in a full dress, and they're fully in character, and they just come and talk to you. It's just, it's a really cool experience. And, like, seeing
3: the waiters and waitresses come, like, up and down the glass elevators is cool. Mm -hmm. And, like, the dark atmosphere is cool. And I
1: think it's cool how they have a whole section at the front of the restaurant for people waiting in line just for milkshakes.
0: Thank God. And those milkshakes look crazy. I've, I've had them a couple of times. Not... Very impressed of the milkshakes. What? It's just a milkshake. It's just yeah. Not... It,
1: that's the it's in my number no, two. it's the, the
0: milkshake that are getting you. Yes, or the desserts.
1: The milkshakes.
0: Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the milkshakes.
1: But there's a dessert on top of the milkshake.
0: Yeah, but like it's just I don't know. I I, I was not impressed with the milkshakes. They look amazing, and I think that's very cool. It's definitely very a show postable. Yeah, definitely like Instagram worthy desserts. They're and so
1: they're so postable. Uh, that's a new word for me, too. But they're so postable that it almost makes you kind of feel like you're being um, taken advantage of. Like, we're giving you this incredible cup with an incredible dessert on top of it, just show that to your family. Make them come here. Like all so your friends and family should want to want funny this. You,
0: it's funny you mentioned that cup. We've br- the, so they, they serve them in uh, plastic uh, mason jar looking cups, and we've brought those home after every trip that we went to some and they end up in the dishwasher, and every time they just melt into nothing. So as many times as we bring them home,
1: but even before that, they end up by the sink in ugh. our hotel room, oh and now God, you've got gross. this like cup that's covered with this yeah. like oily and grossness. And I'm like, I'm always like, guys, can we just throw this away? And you're always like, no, it's we can't not have to keep worth it. it at
3: all. It's not cute. It's not like we're ever going to use it again. Right. It's not like we have room for it.
1: Yeah, and then we bring it home, and apparently every time melt it in the dishwasher. Every time. So don't put them in the dishwasher nope. if you want to keep it. Also,
3: it's not to melt. It's cute because it just gets smaller.
1: I think it's cool.
0: All right, so my number two, because uh, all of you had some as your number two, was a place we went to uh, for the first time, actually, on our last trip, which was the NBC Sports Grill. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked that atmosphere. I, I, You know, this might fall off my list in time, uh, but after our first experience, I really enjoyed what I had. I enjoyed the atmosphere. I'm excited to go back and try other things off the menu. So, at this time, it's it's high on my list, at least. I had an
3: awful experience there. I know you did. Yeah. My so. pork was very dry. Do not... Order the barbecue pork sandwich.
0: It's... I I've heard more from this kid about his dry, non-sauced pork since this trip than i but think yeah, I there have... wasn't barbecue sauce on it. Well, there's not always barbecue sauce on barbecue. It pork. said there would be. I know it, it was definitely <laughs> a mistake. You're right.
1: And so I, I wanted to mention here that this—it's possible you're viewing this restaurant through rose-colored glasses because this was another night that we had no plan, and we didn't know what we were going to do. Um, and we ended up we ended up changing that reservation like twice, and we got there at like 10.30 p.m. It was late. And I was just sitting there, and I was so tired, and I was thinking, how are we eating at 11? Like, this is seems so wrong for our bodies.
0: But so much of what we had was good. I mean... It was good. Zine's pork sandwich aside, I think most of us enjoyed everything we ordered that night. And like I said, the menu is large enough that I'm... And next time I go back, I will definitely order something else and see how it stacks up. So maybe this won't stay as my number two, but for now, that's my number two. If, right. if this was top four, that would definitely be my four. Oh, interesting. Okay. I liked it a Bend lot. Then the bat
3: would be my four. <laughs> Laura, go ahead. What would
0: be if your four? If
1: this was a <laughs> up, up and coming, it would have been my up and coming. Like nice. I've only been there once. I can't really rank it in my top
0: three. It has potential. Yeah. yeah. All right. So back around to Tan. We are at our number one spot. My number one no surprise is
2: probably
3: Margaritaville me too
1: <laughs> that's your number
3: one yeah interesting I mean I was expecting
1: it's not that your night. number one mom it is also my number Oh, one. oh my
0: you go. gosh you guys are
3: so insane it's great
2: the food is like probably the best there even though there's like the red fireplace and cowfish that are like Gourmet, crazy. I definitely think that Margaritaville is like the best. The atmosphere is crazy. There's music playing. I'm
0: going to interrupt you just for a second because of what you just said. You said Big Fire, like gourmet, crazy. Yes. That would have possibly made my list because I did have a good meal at Big Fire, and it is fine. But I don't think it's nearly as good as it's billed to be. Emeralds, who was there before... That was some of our favorite dining experiences at Universal before. That was
1: fancy. That was the good. The thing
3: is, is like things like Big Fire and like calf maybe not Cowfish, but things like Big Fire are like basic. Like I like the things that are like Themed something you better. don't get somewhere yeah. else. Like you don't see a Hard Rock Cafe down your neighborhood road. The right theming,
2: now. the theming, is a big aspect of what makes a good city walk restaurant. Right. And I don't think Big Fire has the best. That's interesting because I mean we
0: are a family that travels to cities strictly to eat. I mean, we go Chicago, New York, other areas specifically to eat at restaurants. Um, so we do like food, but it seems that when at Universal... We just we're want for, hamburgers we, and we, dried we, our pork. Our standards <laughs> changes a little bit. We want, I mean,
3: because we're at a theme park. Right.
0: We want theme. We really want the environment. We want to be... We want to have a show. We want an experience. Yeah. And we want the food to be good. It, it's not going to be the best meals we eat, and we accept that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's why places like Big Fire don't make my list is because... I have definitely better versions of that food elsewhere, yeah. and there's no theming around it that makes me want to go, so it doesn't make my list. Yeah. But, but back to Margaritaville. But let's Mar- get back to Margaritaville. <laughs> yeah. so tell us it's number about one for three of us. I love that. We used to go there so, a lot.
1: Yeah, so for me, it's my number one, and it wouldn't have been my number one a couple of years ago because I was kind of over it, but now that Tayan is back into it and Zine likes it, I'm like, oh yeah, I love this place. It's
3: such a good vibe. Yeah, like, the, the vibe food is incredible. Great.
1: When, I just love it. Back before you kids were born, we really liked Jimmy Buffett. And it was like at least 10% of why we were excited to go to Universal just to be at that Margaritaville. So we were, I was just overwhelmed with it every time we were there. I would just go inside. I was like, I couldn't, I can't believe we're eating at Margaritaville. This is so cool. There's a bear with a still up here in the ceiling. <laughs> There's a volcano that's getting ready to explode. You know, I ordered margaritas.
0: The onion rings came love- on that big like metal plane. I think so. We had many a Thanksgiving dinner at Margaritaville. Like many times Oh yeah. Like what? Yeah, like four or five years in a row Why? we had our Thanksgiving dinners at we should Margaritaville. Do that. Yeah, we've you've done it. You just don't remember. But yeah, and we've spent we spent a lot of time at Margaritaville. I I love it. It's just I, such a do. vibe. It is. I it's really that. nice in there. There's almost always live music, which I think is really cool. Out on the patio is nice. And I have nice. so
1: many memories in there of being with various parts of our family and friends and yep. different parts of the restaurant. And now we're starting to make brand new ones with our teenage kids that already that love it.
0: Anything else and on Margaritaville?
1: I also like to get the hamburger there.
0: <laughs> yeah, hamburgers are always good. They yeah. do have a good cheeseburger in paradise at Margaritaville. And Jackson would love the steak and peas. I do love the, the bar. Yeah. Well, what's the bar called? Lone Lone Palm. The Lone Palm. Island. I do love the Lone Palm bar. I I didn't know until Zine had told me a couple years ago, there's obviously Jimmy Buffett's seaplane there. I always thought that was just a replica. And then one day Zine chimes in that that's the actual Jamaica Mistake plane uh, with flew. bullet holes. Yeah, so now I love it even more to sit there and think that's actually the... Like he sat in that plane and like wrote a song about it.
3: Yeah, there's bullet holes. And there. Yeah, you can see the bullet holes like the patches that go over it. And so, I can't
1: believe we didn't know that when know we either. were the most obsessed with eating at Margaritaville yep. that we didn't know about that.
0: Yep.
3: Thank you, Tim Trecker.
0: <laughs> For that little tidbit, yeah. So if you even if you aren't a Jimmy Buffett fan, uh, the Lone Palm is a neat little nugget of Jimmy Buffett history to sit there, order a delicious drink, see this plane that Buffett flew himself, was shot out of the plane, or shut down. Jeez. <laughs> he wasn't shut out of the plane. But the plane was shot at with Bono in it, which I think is also interesting. A great song came from that. And you can and order quite that's... a bit
1: of food there, too.
0: Yeah, you can eat there, too. It's, it's a great spot to set. Those and when we sat the there
1: this last time, when we didn't actually end up eating there, because we got our table at the restaurant, but the waitress was like, I love your T-shirt, and she was referring to that very... Cool, like off brand t shirt that we made before we went with the old fashioned
0: Islands of Adventure, Islands of Adventure logo. Shirts, yep. And
1: I thought that was so cool that she was like, Was that from like back in the 90s? I was like, No, we just made it. It
0: was originally, but we've yeah. reproduced it ourselves for our own benefit. All right, so that was everyone's list because Tootham was my number one, which we already talked about. Mm-hmm. Uh, Margaritaville was all of your number ones. So I'm curious, after that conversation and hearing everything, is it possible that? Someone's opinion has changed of what their number one would be. So what we're going to do is I'm going to count down three, two, one, and then everyone say what their number one restaurant is. If it's the same one, that's fine. If it's changed, that's fine, too. I'm just curious, now that we've had this conversation and talked about it more, if anyone has a different perspective. So here we go. Uh, after that, our number one restaurant in CityWalk is three, two, one. Margaritaville. Margarita Hill. I, yeah, you guys convinced me. We convinced me. you. Yeah, I mean, I have such many good memories there that you guys really did change my mind. I mean, I love Twosome, <laughs> don't get me wrong. I'll move Twosome down to my number two spot, kick out my amazing girl. Me
3: and number Twosome for number two. Yeah,
0: I <laughs> think we Yeah, you're right. Wait, So now it's oh, just that no. number threes are different. So everyone now shares a number two and a number one spot. But yeah, you guys persuaded me. I do enjoy Margaritaville. I'm always happy with my meals there. It's always a good time, and we have tons of good memories. So that should count for something. Yeah. And you
3: can always make more there. We will. <laughs> All right. My number three changed. I don't. <laughs> oh. I think it's been the bow now. Okay. Because. What Hard was Rock it? What Cafe, was it before? Hard, okay. Rock. Hard Rock. But the Hard Rock Cafe. I've been there once, and the food is like not that good. I mean, it's good, but it's not like top three. Restaurant worthy. Yeah, definitely. So I'm going to say Bin the Bow. Okay, that's fine. And I don't have another quick restaurant on there. Oh, that's good. And it's also to say it's really fun watching them make
0: the the bows. Yeah, it it really is. They've got a system. It's pretty impressive. If
1: I had to have a quick restaurant on there, I would pick the hot dog place. Yeah, Um, and I actually didn't eat there this last time. It was I was just like exhausted. I was like I'm just not going to eat anything. But that's where I would I know I would like it.
2: All right, actually I want to change my number one. Ooh, all right, what's it going to be? Um, I'm
1: going to change
3: for the news headlines national coverage so don't screw this up
1: all right time for the news two escape rooms are being built in city walk now this was previously just a rumor but it officially came out just the other day that universal's great movie escape two extraordinary escape adventures inspired by jurassic world and back to the future is coming to universal city walk this fall
0: and that's going where exactly
1: uh, it is rumored and believed that it is going into where the groove was, which was a yeah. dance club, Up on the because there is level. construction happening there, and it says that it's coming this fall. So I think this it's is awesome. underway. I'm, I'm so often, excited! I'm super
0: excited!
3: I don't know how we haven't thought about uh, escape room being there before.
0: Maybe we have. Oh, I definitely have. So I will say, that Mom and I did an escape room once in Philadelphia with our friends Justin and Christina, that was designed by someone who used to work in pre-production at Universal. Um, So I remember talking to them about it and it was definitely one of the most like thematically well done. It felt like you were in a queue at a theme park. Um, So the idea that Universal themselves would take on their production level quality of doing an escape room. It's going to be
1: awesome. So I'm just going to throw in there that we love escape... You might have guessed this, but we love escape rooms. We've done them all over the Tons. place.
3: With the Hennings.
1: I've never really thought and... about doing this. Wait, that's es-
3: a perfect point. We do escape rooms with the Hennings all the time, and we also go to Universal with them. Oh, so now we're going to do a Universal-themed sure. escape room. That's crazy. How long is it
0: going to be there? My So my prediction... I mean, they're putting two in right they're now.
3: Putting, if they're putting Jurassic World in cause of, for the new movie, maybe they'll change that out every once in a while.
0: I mean, I think like traditional... You know, except for probably longer. You know, a a traditional escape room place will change those out kind of regularly because their market is smaller. Yeah. But Universal's not going to change about that fast because they have a huge market of people vacationing, coming in and out all the time. So I think they'll last a while.
1: I'm Uh, afraid that this might be in the category for us, though. Of, like, the mini golf? No. Like, who has time to do an escape room no. while you're at Universal? You I just want to be out there. I feel I like we're going to
3: eat dinner and then go do go an, to escape an escape
0: room. room. I would feel that it becomes one of my priorities. I would definitely leave the park early to go do an escape room.
2: I have a point to make. Sure. How is... How are they going to, like, control the people? Like, yeah, do, you do you think people think that, are going to have to get reservations and stuff? And do you think we they're going to have to make now. multiple?
0: Yes. My guess is there will be more than one room of each Oh, time. yeah. Yeah. They, like, I mean, that's a hour, big space.
2: Our time limit for each party, there. there's no way that to no, that You'd would have be able to schedule, to like, it. days ahead. Yeah.
0: Probably. But my guess is they'll build three or four versions of each of these.
2: Hopefully, rooms. it stays a long time because, like, we're going to have to, like, set a reservation really early. Have they
0: listed when they plan on opening it?
1: No, like this statement that I just read is literally all that they have so far, and it just came out.
0: It shouldn't take them that long. It's not like building a roller coaster. Oh, no. I mean, it shouldn't take them very long. They have the right. But you're all saying they out. need
1: to build at least four of each room, too. Yeah, but
0: I mean, I'm sure they have most of that figured out if they've already started construction. It's like building a hotel. You just got to get the same thing. My God, it's going to be a Back to the Future escape room. Y- yeah, it's well, like what a do dream you think come the, true. What do
2: you think the story's going to be about?
0: I've been thinking about and it. And it's
3: not just a knockoff either. It's like totally the back licensed. to the future.
0: Yeah. Yeah, totally lic- it's my guess- not like
3: time travel.
0: Right. We did a license at the time, Ghostbusters Escape Room, in D.C., uh, and it was one of the best I've ever done. It's since lost its licensing, and they've rebranded whatever. Um, But having that license, like you were saying, Back to the Future, is going to make it extra special. I could easily see a storyline where Marty and Doc are stuck in the future or the past somewhere. They've somehow communicated back to Doc's lab. You're in the lab looking for stuff to help them get back to the time they need. I could see that What if we predicted
3: the entire thing just now? What if you did? That would be scary. Be I
0: feel like
2: maybe they could also do like a thing where you go back in time or in the future maybe. Like you go to the two thousand. you go to two thousand. Yeah, what if the first
3: room is like current day and, and then, then the next have, room is like
2: you have to like build something be cool. in his old in in his older new garage that, that would, would be cool. Yeah. Help you. It
1: sounds like maybe you guys should work for these people. Maybe we should. Dream maybe come we true. Should make
2: that is my dream. Not, what do you think the Jurassic World one's going to be
0: about? That one's really I don't the, even know. That one seems a lot more. I see a, more possibilities there, and I don't really know how to tap into. Yeah, I mean, it could be finding the dino DNA, or yeah, you know,
3: escape from hmm. the dinosaur.
2: Yeah, maybe
0: like oh, a dinosaur yeah. is like banging on the door or something. Yeah, like maybe it's like the dinosaurs are. You've been you've locked yourself into a security room. The dinosaurs are. On the loose, they've locked you in, but you've got to find a way to bypass the security and get out before the dinosaurs get to you or something like that. I
2: know we haven't done Horror Nights ever. Ever. But you know how they, like, rebrand stuff? They could easily do Halloween Horror Nights-themed escape rooms and... Like yeah. remake them for Halloween Horror Nights. That'd be awesome. Too scary.
0: <laughs> That'd Not be in awesome. an escape situation. I just love that they're getting into this. I think. Yeah. So many possibilities. They're a little late on the trend, but I I'm kind of worried about that too. <laughs> like I actually thought about was Like, why did it take them this yeah. long? they're going to gonna have to this? make
1: them ten times better than what. Oh, I think think yeah, they, they do have will.
0: everywhere I think, else. I mean, I just they'll picture, come through. I think so. I mean, I picture their level of production. I mean, just think about the, the time rides alone. Them. Right.
2: Like how they could take
0: that. Um, I don't know. Like the the time they seem to put into tribute stores, which people seem to love. Right. I mean that same level of detail put into an escape room, mm-hmm. they'll have a sucked. Now, what do you think they'll charge for these escape rooms? I mean, <sighs> Oh my you god, guys have I a didn't think idea about that. that. I mean, How much rooms, is a normal escape yeah, room? Like twenty five thirty is per person per person is the normal.
3: Oh, per person? Yeah. It's gonna
0: be two hundred more.
3: Wait, what do you mean? Like when we go with the hennings, is that per person, meaning we're spending thirty dollars? For per like person. me and then Tayen and Yes. That's too much. That's the way it always is. We should never do an escape room ever again. <laughs> we love
0: them. What we are should you make talking our about? Own escape me, room. We did. I'm gonna calculate oh, yeah. how much that would be. You can do that in your head. Two
3: hundred forty for all of us, like the hennings. Yeah. And us just to do one.
0: That's about right.
3: That's insane. Yeah. But Think about Universal. It's probably going to be like fifty dollars a
0: person. So for all of us to do it's going to be four hundred dollars. I think fifty's too much. I think they're in the forty to forty-five range. Are you I, guess. I really think it will be. Bro, they won't, they it's can't going do 50. from
2: thirty to fifty. Thirty I don't for like know. a. For like a normal escape room, and then for Back to the
0: Future and Jurassic World, you're saying it's going to be fifty dollars. They can't go much higher than that because you know, I mean, what does it cost to go to Volcano Bay? Like eighty bucks or something, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Eighty-five. So they can't get close to that level because that's how much you're charging to go into a whole park. Oh yeah,
3: it's
1: just and it's for an hour.
0: Yeah, forty to forty-five dollars. I think is very reasonable. It's gonna be Still, more than that. either it's going to be like way. That's 60 a lot. or 70, I think.
1: It's just another thing to get you to hang out in City and buy food and buy drinks and spend more money too. So they don't yeah. need to charge like an astronomical amount for it.
2: I think it's gonna be very popular though, and then maybe they'll up the price or something.
0: Well, hopefully we'll get a chance to do some kind of annual pass holder preview thing because I that'd be awesome. Would love to go we need to one. start planning a new trip as soon as possible. All right, what else is in the news?
1: Okay. So, an interesting piece of news. Internal universal documents indicate that Fast and the Furious ride is poorly rated. Vice President of Attraction Development Design and Executive Project Director of Epic Universe, Charlie Gundaker, stated, under oath last month, that Fast and Furious Supercharged is a poorly rated ride, scoring only 3.81 on a scale of 0 to 10.
0: So... This is some weird news. Uh, When this came out this week, uh, I immediately asked some of my legal buddies to help pull the court documents. uh, And we went through the whole docket trying to pull the uh, depositions. And and I've I've now read most of that deposition.
1: So tell us, why is Mr. Gundaker under oath talking Uh, about the quality of Fast and Furious? It's a long
0: story. It, It comes back to some lawsuit between the original Fallon ride makers Uh, and they let them go and there was a change and and through the deposition of them talking about that it came out about this ride ranking list. I've since spent most of the week trying to find this ride ranking list. That
3: would be really cool to look Uh,
0: at. I want it so bad. Why
1: can't can't you find it? It's not
0: been filed yet as part of the court docket. They brought it up in the deposition. They showed it to him. Uh, It is like uh, prosecution's exhibit number eight. Uh, Like I have some good information about it but it's just not in there yet. If if this ever goes past where it's at now with doing depositions and, and filings for the court, if this ever does go to trial, then at that point it becomes record of the court and we can see it then. Um, but one, are, are we surprised in any way that Fast and Furious <laughs> no. is
2: a 3.8? <laughs> You've been saying... Uh, over and over again that it's three and I thought that was fair but 3.8 yeah, that's a say, little high I was going to say that too as she said 3.8 seriously 8, but like, it doesn't deserve that like, point point 0.8 8? no well if
1: it's a score of 0 to 10 that gives it a 38% Ooh, so, that's bad, actually. That's like if you've got a 38% But also, on your test. what
2: you didn't say, or I don't know if you said or not, but Jimmy Found is like a 5 or something? Right, so
0: that's also in the deposition
1: that Jimmy is a 5.
0: The... Or uh, they, he actually doesn't say the number 5, he just says that it comes in the middle. So 5 is the middle of 10, so right. <laughs> it's somewhere around the 5 area. So about the 3.8, though, we don't really know how bad that is until we can see how many rides are in the 5-plus range. Right. Like, it's possible that every ride is 5 or better and then if Fast and the Furious is the only less than four no, that's ride, bad. that's bad. We don't know what it is. That's why I want to see. That I want to see so it so bad. bad.
1: Well, for a minute, let's let's talk about that rating system. Let's say, like, so Tayen, what's a ride that you would give a ten if they, if you were doing the survey? If
2: I was, I would. I think that Hagrid's almost has to be a ten. Newer rides are going to be very high oh. up, and then Hagrid's is like regarded one of the best rides of all time. It's so probably at the top of their to list. Or VelociCoaster. Velocicoaster and Hagrid's has to be a ten. Yeah,
0: I, I would think any of the rides of a newer IP or you know, any Harry Potter ride is going to rank incredibly yeah. high. It's just going to naturally. Newer rides, naturally. What I'm really curious about is where do old rides stack up? Yeah, I was just thinking about
2: Spider Man. Like, like in the day AT. that
0: would've been like a ten, but like
2: now, where would it be? Probably like Who a knows. seven or eight. Probably. One day,
0: one day we're going to get our hands on this yeah. list. I'm determined. We'll have an episode about oh, it'll it. Be so so good. So a couple of other little fun things that I found as I read this deposition, which I don't know why it's interesting, but you know, 150 pages of deposition about ride development and and project management. It was interesting to me, um, but. One thing, they talked about their blue sky phase of their project, which I thought was really cool. He talked about the blue sky phase, which from what I could gather from the deposition was, the like, blue sky means the world is the possibility. We know we want the to make a Fallon the ride. Limit. But what will that Fallon ride look like? The sky, right. The sky's the, the limit. The sky's the
1: limit phase, right? Like it, it can be anything. Like where you bring up a huge whiteboard and everybody's putting their ideas on it, and nothing is shot down yet.
0: Exactly. So they they talk about in Fallon, uh, the original idea that he referenced, or that they referenced, was a sixty passenger hot air balloon simulation ride was going through New York. Was one of their initial blue sky discussions around Jimmy Fallon. Mm-hmm. I'm just curious what you guys. Think of that.
2: That's lame. But what it is now is
3: also lame. Yeah, that's what I was
0: gonna say. I I I can't imagine anything more. The hot air balloon would be more
3: realistic.
0: I wonder if the hot air balloon, because they say sixty passengers, so that makes me think it's something larger, which makes me think of Kong. So I think you know, if if it was that kind of car system, where that was the hot air balloon, and you were surrounded, floor to ceiling on all sides by screen, of New York going through. That could definitely be a different experience. That could, I, it I would think... be a
2: standing thing, though. What? I think so it would maybe. be. I think you it would be more move. like the Green Got's elevator thing, where it's like everyone's standing in a big room and it's like no, shaking and there's a No, can't do like that because that's going to be a
1: ride through New York. How would the people in the middle of the air oh, balloon yeah, that would be see? Sad. Just they like you do in King Kong. King Kong is not. Well, yeah, it is difficult to maybe see. Maybe if this you're is in the why middle. they canceled it. Because yeah, if you're on the edge of the hot air balloon, you can kind of stand there and lean over a little bit and see what's down below but if you're in the middle you can't see or maybe anything. it's
0: not down below there would, would be any down below it would all just be out on the edges maybe they would by. be
3: on the edges of the box and then in the center would be like jimmy fallon like a hologram
2: uh, like how would that be a ride though it like that's why it'd have to be like um kind of more of an experience because so a that, hot air balloon would not be a ride The experience
0: got me thinking like thinking about what that ride did become and I personally think that the line queue area for Fallon is better than the ride itself. But then I started thinking about, I wonder if it was ever discussed, and maybe that's what they had hoped with the virtual line, because it kind of is, but if it was more of like a full experience like Hitchcock used to be, where mm-hmm. it was like multiple areas and phases of the ride, where you would go in and learn about the history of The Tonight Show, look at exhibits, things like that, how they filmed The Tonight Show, whatever. Yeah. And then you move to the next area, and then you learn about that, and then then it ended with a ride. Yeah. That sounds cool. And that's kind of, I see that's kind of what they were going for. Yeah. I mean, it looks just like 30 Rock or Rock Center in there. I mean, the hallways are much, Oh yeah, The building inside is incredible.
3: The queue is my favorite. The way
1: the queue system works is, and remind me if I'm wrong, because this last time we went, they didn't have it because there wasn't much of a line. The
0: past two times we went, it hasn't happened.
1: But normally, if there are a lot of people, they give you a color (laughs) when you go in. Your whole family gets the same color. It's a ticket. And then you go and you just hang out in this big area with, like, screens to play with. There's benches to sit on. There's things things to look at. Hashtag the panda comes uh, out.
3: What's it called? The tailors. What's it called? the barbershop quartet. Yes, yes,
0: yes.
1: Yeah. So you hang out in there until they call your color and when they call your color you go just wait in a very short line. And all that's in. very
0: fun. Like I said, yeah. the past couple of times we've went not getting to do any of that and going straight onto the ride is not very fun. Listening to the roots, do the pre-ride instructions. That's it funny. becomes my favorite part of the ride when we don't get to do the actual waiting yeah. in the queue uh,
1: yeah i cheered for that this past time like as if they were really live <laughs> They're with
0: us yes so so we've learned from this deposition that fallon ranks in the middle doesn't surprise me at all yeah we got a little tiny glimpse into the way their their blue sky process and project management goes and dealing with ride manufacturers and things like that and then we learned that Fast and the Furious is a shitty f- ride, and that doesn't surprise Do we want to talk
1: about, do we want to discuss Fast and the Furious in any way at this point?
0: I feel like we could, no, I, let's hold off on that until we're talking about our least favorite rides at Universal episode.
2: Yeah.
1: Not even just the sad dead eyes of the poor people that have to work on that ride. That was the saddest thing ever for me. Like, we were there, we were being polite, we weren't being, like, totally sarcastic that we were there riding it. And we did have one person with us who had never rode it before. I, I just felt like the employees, like, they totally know.
3: They know, yeah. They know like how much too.
1: everybody doesn't like it, and and they also know, they see they see a lot of people that come in that have no idea that they're not going to like it, but they know that these people aren't going to like it. The
0: difference in enthusiasm and participation from the Q staff and the show staff leading up to that ride, when we first wrote it, when it was still in previews and very popular, compared to now when it's not as popular, it's night and day. You're right. Yeah, they're, yeah. They they seem dead inside.
1: I always think back to that. We were there during the preview times where we were looking at our app constantly wherever we were in the park to see if it was open. Because it would open, like, at various parts of the day, just on and off. And when we finally got it that we were close enough, we boogied on over there. And, of course, everybody was very excited and enthusiastic. And the live actors, they're great either way. Like, they do a great job.
0: The queue for that ride is good, too.
1: Yeah. I like it yeah I do I like that I love it I like yeah. that
0: cube. alright so I think that wraps up episode 3 what do you guys think anything else this time around no yeah that no. was great what's the moral of the story don't go to don't Margaritaville ride fast and furious. And don't ride fast and furious go to Margaritaville and have dinner enjoy the boat drinks <laughs> God's own drunk fearless man Thank
2: you, everyone, for listening to Episode 3 of the Universal Family Podcast. Don't forget to add and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast was recorded at Big River Media. For more information about them, go to BigRiver.media. Our show music is by Spencer Elliott. You can hear more from Spencer and purchase his music at SpencerElliott.net. You can also contact us by visiting UFPodcast.com.
0: So, folks, thanks for joining in the ride. I'll see you outside. Hey, hey, hey.